Hi, this is the Sigma Tau Delta Midwestern Regional News. I am Gabrielle Ardois. I'm Diani Blake Britton. And we are your student representatives for the 2023 to 2024 school year. So we're going to be offering a new audible format for news, go over recent national updates, connect listeners to regional events, highlight specific chapter events, and more. Um, If you're interested in us highlighting anything from your chapter, feel free to email either of us. I'm Gabrielle. I go to University of Evansville, and I'm a senior this year. Um, My major is English literature, and I have a minor in teaching English as a second language. And I applied to become a part of Sigma Tau Delta leadership, mainly for selfish reasons. I just changed my major, and I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do. Um, And English is one of those majors where there are all of these different opportunities and places you can take it, which is great. Um, But it's something I don't know a lot about. So this is uh, really... um, valuable opportunity for me to network and meet new people. I'm Diani. I am a senior at Lincoln University of Missouri in HBCU. I'm majoring in English creative writing and I'm minoring in African American studies. As far as why I joined Sigma Tau Delta Student Leadership, I just found it very important to have like an HBCU perspective and to get like our school and our chapter more involved in uh, in the orga- organization and whatnot. I really like that. That's that's something that. So I was originally an education major, and we talked mm-hmm. all the time about how hard it was to to draw people in from different cultures to being a teacher because it is such a like white dominated field, and I feel like English is the same. So I think that's really important. So me, Dayani, and Dr. Amy Gates, which is our Midwestern region, we're still working on planning events for the Midwestern region. But once we get those um, kind of more laid out and we have a date and idea of what we're doing, this is one of the ways that we will let all of the Midwestern chapters know, as well as through emails and stuff like that. But if there's anything you guys would be super interested in seeing, I know last year there was... Um, a Zoom Harry Potter trivia event. If there's any sort of specific topics that you'd learn to like to learn more about, um, feel free to email us about that too. And you can email me at mwsr at wordybynature.org. And what's yours, Dayani? Mwasr at wordybynature.org. Awesome. Yeah, there is a upcoming national event. We have a U.S. poet laureate. I have struggled with this word, laureate <laughs> webinar. It's an exclusive webinar with U.S. poet laureate Ada Limon on Tuesday, September 26, 2023, at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Mountain Time, 6 p.m. Central Time, and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Ada Limon is the author of six books of poetry, including the Carrying, which won the National National Book Critics Circle Award for Poetry. Her book, Bright Dead Things, was nominated for the National Book Award and the National Books Critics Circle Award and the Kingsley Tufts Poetry Award. 
that is a lot. <laughs> Very accomplished. Uh, her, her work has been supported most recently by a Guggenheim fellowship, and she was the host of the critically acclaimed poetry podcast, The Slowdown. She grew up in Sonoma, California, and now lives in Lexington, Kentucky, where she writes and teaches remotely. Her new book of poetry, The Hurting Kind, is now out from Milkweed Editions. She is the 24th Poet Laureate of the United States. Uh, there will also be a chance to ask her your questions about her, per her poetry, her role as a uh, Poet Laureate, and her creative writing process, So did which you? Is super cool. Yeah, so did you register to go to that event? Are you planning on it? I did not. I think that day I'm actually going to a concert. Ooh, what concert? Yeah, so it's this band called Nothing But Thieves. Super exciting. Very cool. I signed up to go. I'm not stoked that it's at 6 p.m. for me. I like to take advantage of my evenings because college. But um, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty excited for it. I'm going to try and, like, look at at least one of her poetry books, at least one, before I go, before, like, the day. But we'll see if I get around we'll to it. Yeah, that is pretty exciting that we can all have access to this. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, so that's an upcoming event that's coming up nationally. Another thing we'll talk about on here is recent blog posts. So recently um, on Wordy by Nature there was a post called The Return to Creative Normalcy. It was written by Caitlin Arrington, who was the 2022-23 to 23 Associate Student Representative for the Southern Region. Um, and I kind of chose this article to go first, mainly because it's something that we can all relate to. Um, we all went through the 2020 thing of COVID and how it affected college and how it affected our social lives. And what this article really goes into is how it affected our literary drive, our, our writing creativity. And um, I thought it was funny. She, uh, there's this one quote that made me laugh. It says, poems became precious currency for me. I carried my ideas as far as they would take me and I savored the errant lines that would pop into my head as I was doing homework or playing Animal Crossing. I love Animal Crossing. <laughs> um, so that one specifically made me giggle, but the, the, the piece itself is pretty good if you have time to read the blog entry. Um, and it really goes into creative burnout and how you can reignite your poetic passion. So in shorter terms, the, the three recommendations she makes is pick a song with lyrics that mean to that speak to you and um, consider how that song is written and maybe it'll give you an idea for new techniques. Uh, the second was listen to slam poetry because of the way that slam poetry really transforms the work and shows you the author's emphasis. And the third was take away the pressure of paper so she says, the next time inspiration strikes, don't rush to your notebook or computer. Just let it sit in your head and really think about that idea. Um, and that's something that always makes me nervous because whenever I have an idea, I'm like, I have to write it down or I will forget it. I absolutely will. Yeah, I, I definitely get you on that one. It makes me wonder. It's like, I feel like if I were to just sit, sit with an idea that I have, 
maybe for a little too long, I might just forget it. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. a balance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, do you want to... Go ahead. Yeah. So the Imaginary Context of Education by Anthony Quigley, he was the student representative for the far western region in for the 2022-2023 year. Um, he basically wrote about how... So he went through the sequence, this fictional scenario of this boy um, who at first has this, I guess, aversion to to reading, and then he finds an interest in it after, you know, just kind of being forced to do his daily reading. And it goes through um, his years after that, realizing that the books that he reads relates to his life as he's living it and different experiences that he ha- that he has. One specific experience is when he's in high school and he's dealing with like just general people situations and realizing that some of the books he's read has similar situations that he can relate to and kind of helps him gain that perspective and whatnot. Um, and I thought it was really interesting, a point that Quigley made in here that I thought I wrote it down. I guess usually in education, books are used as, quote, information depositors, end quote. Um, and I think the point he's trying to make there is that when you use, like, a wide variety of literature, different genres, even if it's, like, um, very fantastical and whatnot it can really help students relate themselves to the world around them and it has some value um and i think that combats this sort of mindset in a lot of people's minds that there's not real there's not much value you can gain from a fictional book when in reality there's so much so much that can be gained yeah even if it's yeah no go ahead yeah, sorry. Like, even if it is something like extremely fantastical that you wouldn't think, how are you learning anything from this? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the main the main disconnect I get from non-English majors is people come to me and they're like, well, why did you choose English? And I explain that it's because we talk about all of these important topics from mental health to war to to whatever because that's what literature does and and nobody else thinks of it that way and I think it's I think it's kind of funny because like um my roommates play D&D and their campaign right now is focused on superheroes and there's a specific I guess mutation whatever the point is that one of the things that they can discuss in that world is like how how does ability affect a person's status in society or um, like some abilities are flashier than others and like there's also specific characters that um, have more of like a monstrous appearance. So I think that I think that for people who don't understand the impact that literature and fiction can have, like as silly as it is, D&D campaigns are a great example of that, you know? Definitely. 
I think that this article relates really well to the next one, too. Yeah. Um, it's called Old English Meets Modern Fiction, and it was written by Matthew Karshna. He was the Southern Regent student representative um, for two years, from 2021 to 2023, so last year. And um, he specifically focuses on, like, old English epics, and he talks about this project that he started. And um, initially, it was supposed to be a standard research paper, but what he ended up doing was writing his own epic in modern terms, and he used all of these, these, these real English works, these old stories, to inspire each chapter, and I thought that was, that was really neat. Um, honestly, I kind of want to read it, uh, but it reminded me of, I took this English literature class maybe like two years ago, and we studied Beowulf specifically, and we read the original Beowulf, but then we also read a new translation, and the book was by, I hope I say her name right, Maria Devana Headley, and I remember like the very first word is bro. And it kind of just took me off guard. And like in her introduction, she's like, you have to realize that the equivalent of them telling this story around a fire is the same as like three drunk guys sitting at the bar talking about, I don't know, the random fight that happened last week. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think, I think it's very cool the perspective that his project gives. Yes. I've read Beowulf too. I've read lots of different little stories and whatnot in Old English, and I've always struggled. So it's super cool for someone to to translate that into like modern contemporary language, mm-hmm. so that it's or even to just create to create his own stories like that um, with the same kind of plots and whatnot. It's super creative super cool and I also would be interested in reading that yeah I kind of wish he would have like published it or put it up somewhere the only two Uh works that I recognized that he referenced was the ruin and the wanderer and I remember reading those my senior year of high school and I got it after a while but the thought of like being able to in high school like especially to read the first translation and then just read somebody saying the same exact story but in your language it would have been incredibly helpful (laughs) oh did you want to start talking about convention so we're we're planning (laughs) lots of planning um Um, and anyone listening, if you've ever been nervous about going to convention or you're considering going this year, or you want to know more about what it's like, it's, it's truly just a group of people showing up at a hotel at a place where we, uh, there are specific sessions where we're presenting our papers and asking questions and having these really cool critical discussions. And then there's other sessions where people are like telling their most intimate and personal poetry and it's beautiful. And then there's bad poetry night at the end of the night, which I didn't go to because I was exhausted, but I heard it was great. (laughs) Did you go to bad poetry night at all? 
I went for like five minutes. I did not stay long. But while I was there, there was a line that wrapped around that room. It was it was so long. Yeah, I I think it's fun to see everybody like get together and find new friends from different places and find works that are like not the same paper, but it's like you write this paper and then you go to your session and the person next to you is talking about something incredibly similar and you get to the question part and you're answering questions together and you both know what you're talking. It's kind of fun. It's fun. Yeah. And there's also time to explore the city. And this year it's in St. Louis um, so you should be see so you should be seeing posts come up soon about what there is to do and why St. Louis is cool. But um for regional events we're still very much in the very beginning planning stages. So the Sigmatel Delta Midwestern Regional News Podcast is produced by student media at University of Evansville. It's run by the students here, and we produce Crescent Magazine, which is published three times a semester, as well as a growing amount of podcasts. So if you're interested in learning anything more about UE's student media, our Crescent Magazine, or any of our other podcasts or things that we produce, uh, you can visit crescent.evansville.edu, which is where you'll see this podcast, and you'll see all the rest of them. I know there's one specifically about change-making, um which is like community projects it's hard to explain it's a university of evansville specific thing but it's definitely something that could give you an idea of different projects or even help you learn about like innovation and stuff like that and then there's a D podcast a sports podcast all sorts of stuff so you're if you're interested feel free to check it out Thank you so much for listening. We actually plan to do this monthly, so definitely stay tuned for future episodes. Bye. (laughs) See you next week. Or next month. See you next month.